0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Everyone in life, everyone, every person in this room, it's just part of life. Everyone goes through trials. I remember Brother Doug Fisher said one time in this pulpit, you either are entering a trial, you're in a trial, or you're coming out preparing to go in another trial. That's just part of life. Man that is born of woman, his days are few and full of troubles as sparks fly upward. Life is full of troubles, and if we're not careful, we we begin to magnify our troubles when God wants us to count our blessings and name them one by one. I wonder what it is that your listener friends are facing tonight. I wonder what it is the people in this room are facing tonight. I literally know people that are watching that are suffering with their health. It's a trial. I know people tonight that will go to bed but not sleep. I know they'll get up, as my good friend who's home with the Lord, Dr. Tom Malone, lasts about three years of his life, four years of his life, never went to bed, but tried to sleep in a recliner because of severe arthritis. I wonder what your physical pain is. I wonder what it is with your health. Tomorrow, uh, the doctor will tell you the news that you've been dreading, and it's true. I wonder what health situation you're facing right now. That's so difficult. I've often wondered, as I watch my parents go through this, which one of us in, which one of us in this room or, or which one of us watching has the early stages of dementia or Alzheimer's? What a dreaded disease and what a sad situation when things begin to happen and you're saying, I just can't remember how to spell that word. T-H-E, the. But it's amazing how many times I'm thinking, oh boy, am I losing it? It's amazing how many times you can think of things very easily, I'm told, from way back, but you cannot remember what you did a few minutes ago. I wonder what person in this room has the beginning stage of it. Perhaps you are not even told your mate, but you can see something's not the same. And perhaps your mate is noticing it's, he or she's just a little off. That must be a very devastating thing to have to suffer through a disease. I wonder who it is that it's a health situation tonight. I wonder who it is where it's a marriage situation. And you have prayed and perhaps you fasted and perhaps you've been up at night and you're begging for that wife or you're begging for that husband and and it's looking like it's not going very well. And perhaps you're in a transition moment where all of a sudden all the kids have been raised and they're all gone and now it's just you and your mate and it's just different, you don't like it, and you're having a hard and difficult adjustment. I wonder who it is that that man and that woman, they just cannot get along, everything is argumentative. And that's your trial, or your trial is not your marriage, your trial might be your health, or maybe it's a personal trial. It's amazing how many of us, though we know the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin, but our sins torment us. I did this, I did this, I should have known better, and I live, we say, with the memory of that, and it just torments my life. There's a personal pain, a personal trial, or a health trial, or a marriage trial. I wonder how many of you are facing a financial trial tonight. It grieves me that people have lost their businesses during this virus that we face. I wonder how many it's an emotional trial. I gave you those statistics this morning about suicide, how how it's risen to such a new height. I didn't give you this one, that 18 to 24, 25% of those 18 to 24 last month thought and pondered about committing suicide. 18 to 24-year-olds, 25%. They've lost hope. And when a person is hopeless, what's the purpose of living? By the way, if you're listening, there is purpose for living. I received an amazing video from a lady that 10 years ago, husband went to church and she stayed home, was going to commit suicide. She watched this church and she watched the service. And she said, my life was changed and it's been 10 years now. God rescued her life. You know, trials are real. And when someone's facing an emotional emotional trial, don't say, hey, get over it. Everyone faces trial. No one's except. I wonder who is facing a family trial. I'm just shocked. I am shocked how many grown children say to their parents, I never wanna speak to you again, and they don't for years. How many parents are wanting to see their grandchildren, but the kids say, you're not gonna see your grandkids, I don't want them around you. I labor all this tonight in preparation for the message because trials are real how we all face them we can do one of three things when we have trials we can turn inward we can turn outward we can turn upward <clears throat> when we turn inward we live in depression we're just so discouraged when we look at it I'm the only one carrying a trial you don't know anything about trials but I sure do that's our attitude that we certainly believe we're the only ones because we've turned inward if we turn outward we generally begin to attack people Online, when people attack us online, my first, when I hear about it, thank God they shield me from a lot of that, but my first thing, I always think there's a wounded person. I wonder why they're so bitter. I wonder why they're saying this online and why they do this. It's, we're not the problem. We're not the situation. We're, we're not the, 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 the item that brings them despair. It's something in their life. It's always, I've lived long enough. I've pastored long enough. I'm nearing 50 years in the gospel ministry. I've seen a lot of people, I'm telling you, when people become hateful to other people, it's not the people they're hateful to, it's themselves every time. It's some other situation. Generally, it goes back to a root of a home, a family upbringing, or we turn upward and say, God, where could I go but to the Lord? Looking unto Jesus. I want to speak to you for a few moments, a few hours, on the subject, the trials of life. Our response. What is my response to the trials of life? And you Bible college students, God bless you, you're listening. And it's an exciting moment. You're, I know online, but that's gonna cease. And by God's grace, will open up before the first semester's over or by the second semester. I don't know when, when we get the green light, but I will say this. You're at a wonderful time. Here's a wonderful, sweet little couple born into Christian homes and born into good families at this season, and, and now all of a sudden, they come to college and they find one another, and a spark is in their heart, and they begin to date and court and get engaged, and now wedding uh, I think COVID should lift in 2027. It's going to be a great wedding. Trevor gives you enough time to save some money. That'll be wonderful. But our response, young people, you're, you're at the prime of your life. Young children, you're at the prime. It's so exciting. But you're going to go through trials. Look at verse 6, please. Wherein greatly re- ye rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold are many temptations, many trials. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found under the praise and the honor and the glory at the appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our, our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to notice that our response, God's word says, when I am going through a trial, there ought to always be praise. There ought to be praise. Look at verse six again wherein greatly ye rejoice. Praising God, praising God for what God is going to do. You know, the Bible says in James 1 and verse number two, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers or different temptations, trials, Knowing this, that the trial of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that she may be perfect and complete and wanting nothing. Oh, I tell you what, when we go through the trial, the the doctor says cancer. I might want to say this, and I know he's watching. Brother Manuel Nunes has been going through cancer. He has been such a, and Maria, such a personal Inspiration, my neighbors right over here that have been members of this church 40 years, I guess. Wonderful people. And Manuel, please don't, I, I thought of it as I walked by his house tonight on the way to church as he's going through cancer treatments and been doing it for the last couple of years now. And I'm not suggesting Manuel was ever a negative, discouraging person. Please don't read into that. But I tell you what, God has given him such an unusual, con- a lot of you shaking your heads agreeing with me, such a conquering spirit. It's amazing to watch him. It is amazing. And I saw him the other day as I drove by, I wanted to stop and what's the way I do? And I stand on the driveway and talk to him in the garage I've been there. I see Maria, but I tell you what, the thing that blessed my heart so much is to see him, but, but I saw him lost some weight again. And as a pastor, that's that's one of my people I've loved all these years. But I tell you what brings me such joy is to watch that he believes that God has his touch on his life. Brother Martinez, there is an unseen hand to me. I think we sang it tonight, did we not? And what a joy. Oh, I tell you what, when you go through trials, here's the Apostle Paul, they said don't go to Jerusalem. And he goes, I know bonds and afflictions are waiting for me, but none of these things move me. Neither can I my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my course with joy. I've got the joy, joy, joy. Your trial with your health, your trial with your finances, your trial with your marriage, and though they're very real and they're heart-wrenching, and you maybe sometimes can't eat, and sometimes you just feel like uh, be regurgitating, but you're so overwhelmed. But don't let the trial take the joy. There has to be joy. There has to be praise. Our response, we should be praising God, praising my Savior all the day long. What a song. When I saw the cleansing fountain open wide for all my sin, that chorus said, I will praise Him. You know that? Let's sing it together. Let's try it. I will praise him. I will praise him. Praise the Lamb for sinners slain. Give Him glory, all you people. Give Him glory, all you people. For Him. Wash away. so tomorrow when you're in your vehicle you're driving somewhere or going to work or whatever and you're alone and you don't even feel like listening to the radio you don't even feel like turning on the news you don't even want to listen to it and I know because I don't feel like listening to the news at all Amen. have no desire to. It, it's not encouraging me I, I have no desire but oh, I'll tell you what Why don't you tomorrow take the word joy. And why don't you in your car sing, I've got the joy, 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 and sing about Jesus and others and you. What a wonderful way to spell joy. J is for Jesus, for he has first place, and O is for others. We meet face to face, and Y is for you. And whatever you do, put yourself last and spell joy. Sing some songs about joy, and sing some songs about happy. Uh, In my heart there rings a melody. Sing some songs and uh, praise God. Why, Why don't you the next day take the word Jesus, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. He's the only one who cares and understands. Oh, I tell you what, Jesus is still the answer. Why you, in, in the, I, I know it's hard what you're going through. I know it's difficult to try but we're going to have to praise him. Our response should be praise quickly. Our response should be, it's just this period of time. It's just a season. Look what he says, that the trial, and he says, verse number six, greatly rejoice, though now for a season. You know what I found out about trials? God's people, they come and they go. And some, they just seem so monumental, and, and, and some just break your heart but they're always forging something in our lives. And they're for a period of time. And and, 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 something happens. I I, I, am, well, I won't give that illustration because I just thought of these kids because I don't know the future, what happens, how they might ratchet up. I don't want to frighten kids, but I do know this, that God's never going to leave me wherever I am. God's going to go with me wherever I wind up. And whatever this does that ratchets up, God's with me. Amen. I've been praying whatever result of all this is that it's gonna happen, that I'll be a testimony for Christ, that I'll sing praises as Paul and Silas, and, and at midnight they sang praises in a jail cell to God. Amen. May I say to you today, it's just for a season. It's just for a season. Amen. It's just for a moment in time. He knoweth the way that I take, and when I'm tried and purified, I'll come forth as gold. I want you to know it's for a season. Thirdly, I want you to know during a trial, it's always a pressure. But my response to the pressure should be this. Look at verse number six. Though greatly you rejoice, that's our praise. Though now for a season, that's that period of time, ye are one heaviness, heaviness, heaviness. It's heavy. It weights you down. I watch people, and sometimes you can just see it. They just weighted it down. Just weighted it down. I recall a couple in our church, they're still faithful. One of the mates is with the Lord now, but I, I remember when they were going through a trial, and they came to church, and they could not sing. But I watched them get this song back again. And I've watched them laugh again. I've watched, watched them rejoice again. I could repeat that story a 100 times times fold over of people in our church. Everybody in this church that's bald headed like me, or silver hair, or, or gray headed, there's not a one of them that hasn't gone through a trial. I don't know a member that's been here 20 and 25 and 30 and 35 and 40 and 45 years that has not had sorrows and disappointment and they're heavy. And they're fiery look what he says in verse number seven that the trial of your faith made much more precious than gold that perish it don't be tried with fiery fire it's tried with fire fire is not pleasant but fire with gold you know the story it brings the dross up to the top and that which is with the gold that is not pure and at the top you skim off the dross and the gold is pure, but it has to be heated by fire. I've been singing this week, that great song, there's no need to doubt him now. He'll make a way, somehow. I told you this morning, but I saved it really for tonight to tell you, the church I don't even, it's not a Baptist church, God bless them, they love the Lord, I know that, in Michigan sent us a check, and sent me a very nice letter. And I just love what he said. It sounds like, again, I second, second time used the name Doug Fisher. This sounds like a Doug Fisher response, uh, response. And they wrote on there, standing, standing with you in your assignment. Standing with you in your assignment. That's so powerful. The last, I guess, it's been two weeks now. That's been so powerful. I me, mean, I've quoted every day. Standing with you and your assignment, God has given me this assignment. This is no uh-oh with God. This is no mistake with God. Whatever your trial is, your health, your wealth, your job, your family, your children, your marriage, your home, whatever it is, that's your assignment right now. Standing with you in your assignment. Say it together. Standing with you in your assignment. Stand with someone this week. Find someone that you know. Listen, don't stand with someone in their assignment so you can get all the lowdown. Got to know all the information. I try to stand with people and I don't ask for the information. I know they're going through a trial and I think so many times people would like to tell me all about it, but you know many times I don't need to know. I know your heart is shattered. I know your heart is broken. Your mate has left you. I don't need to know all the whereabouts and all that business. I'm willing to know it if you want me to, but I'm just saying this. Stand with someone in their assignment. That's what I'm finding God's people nationwide and worldwide are doing with us. So, dear sweet man, I saw you last night at prayer. Thank you for being here. You had your mask on, and we all did. I, now I see who you are. I'm so thankful for you. God's giving you an assignment. It's not a very kind, not a very pleasant assignment, is it? And you know, as a parent would say, I wish this could be on my plate, not my children's plate. A pastor feels that way. I wish you wouldn't have to go through this. I, I wish that whatever your assignment is that God has given you with your health, I wish you wouldn't have to face that. I wish our people going to dialysis tomorrow would not have to go. I wish that man who's not with COVID, but so sick tonight, I wish that, I wish that they wouldn't have to go through what they're going through tonight. That dear man that that sat right about where Brother Sly is, my parents used to sit there. And last Sunday he passed away and he suffered. And he's younger than me and he's been suffering and he had to be alone in the hospital. And a good man, This boy was reached through the bus ministry. He became a good Christian when he got saved. I remember when he got saved in this auditorium. His assignment, my shirt always comes untucked. My wife, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) I'm gonna start wearing suspenders, I think. (laughs) Rubber bands or something, I'm not sure. I thought of him as he was just right over here at the hospital. I've always been to the hospital when people are dying. I always have for 45 years. I haven't been in the hospital in six months. They won't allow me in. It's the most hurtful thing. When they need a shepherd, they need a pastor to hold their hand. And I've held the hand of many dying people. And I've sung so many times, there's a land that is fairer than day, the sweet by and by I prayed with a man dying this week, and just a few minutes after I prayed, he passed away in another state. I called, he was one of our former members in the 70s and 80s. I called him by name. He could not speak, but he could hear, and his son who's running for a state senator is probably listening right now. I called him by name, and I said, I know you know you're on preparing for your journey to go home. I wonder what it must be like right now. You're going to get to see our Lord in just a little bit. At love once. You know, I had prayer with him, and just a few minutes later he passed away from what I know. I want you to know, friend, that there's pressure on God's people, but in the midst of your pressure you cannot quit. You cannot crack. You cannot give up on your assignment. As a child has to complete their assignment in school, we have to complete our assignment. Number four, there's a product. It's threefold. That the tribe of your faith may be much more precious than gold. That perish though not be tried with fire might be found under the one praise, honor, and glory. Threefold. The, the word praise is admiration. And the word praise literally means to burst out and sing. That's why County. We're taking the heart out of people right now. We are, we are creatures that have been made to burst out and sing. Amen. Children ought to be singing. Amen. I don't know if I've heard any kind of child sing at all, perhaps maybe around my grandkids a little bit, but the last six months I've heard no, no children. Zachariah said in, in the, tribu- in the uh, millennial time, there'll be children playing in the streets. You don't see anybody playing in the street. You don't see them playing in the parks. They're all closed down. You don't see these kids having any joy in their heart at all. It's been taken from them. And I know, I know because of the physical need. I know because of, but friends, I tell you what the ramifications was gonna follow because we are not just a single purpose person with just health. We're a body, soul, and spirit. And we take out the spiritual part of a person. And you take out the Bible, you take out prayer, and you take out singing, and you take out worship, and you take out the fellowship of God's people where you have social ability and enjoyable times together and weeping and praising God. Friend, that is going to show up later in those kids' lives. They're missing out, and adults as well. And then he said, Honor, that means high esteem, that it might be high esteem not to me but to you, God. This trial is to bring high esteem to you and then he said glory and glory is to boast to brag and have happiness and joy about who Jesus is until we can learn to express all three of these in our trial you're not completed your assignment when your assignment does not give you any praise and glory and 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 honor to him you're always complaining about the trial that you're going through you're not done with your assignment the teacher comes I guess a year ago I went to my sixth grade teachers funeral in Fremont she was 97 she was the best teacher I ever had in public school over here. That lady was, I, I could not stand my fifth grade teacher. She would smoke cigarettes at break and then she'd come and you'd sit here and she'd talk in your face and her breath was terrible. And she was a large woman and she invaded my area. Oh, I didn't like fifth grade at all. Could not stand fifth grade. I got to sixth grade was Mrs. Roth, such a sweet lady. But I'll never forget it with Mrs. Roth. She would say things like this, not verbatim. I don't remember them all, but Jack. Excuse me. She'd say, Dr. Treber. (laughs) She'd say, Pastor. She had no idea I was going to be a pastor, I'll tell you that. See, see, Jack, you haven't completed your assignment. Sounds familiar, doesn't it, Principal Teachers? Oh yeah, I, I did. No, no, Jack. You missed this. I was trying to pull it over the wool over her eyes, you know. Just like you that are smiling right now, you did the same thing. And may I say that I had to complete the assignment. Three words right there. God says there needs to be praise and honor and glory. Let me close her down. Verse 8 will be our last. There's a person. There's a person whom, having not seen, I've not seen Jesus, ye love. I love him. And whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing ye rejoice with joy. Unspeakable and full of glory. We're rejoicing at this person because he's coming again, his appearance, it says. Amen. And the reality that he is God, though we've never seen him, I know he's real because he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I'm his own. He, he, he brings me the Holy Spirit to comfort my aching heart. I told my staff and I I wake up so early and I slept for just a few hours and I was just earlier this week and just torment all night those hours, just torment. It just, it just weighed me down and fearful. And God has not given us the spirit of fear. And you know the amazing thing happened. I came to the office early several hours before folks begin to work except for one or two, perhaps. And I was reading my Bible and I said, Lord, I've just got to read. I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I read my Bible and don't get anything from it. It's terrible to tell you that. God gave me some things and I was praying. I was praying for some situations. In the midst of all the prayer, God just broke my heart for some people. And I just began to bring their names before the throne of grace and the needs that they might have. I began to weep for their souls and their lives so powerfully that I fled to a chair and I just knelt there and began to pray for them. You know what it was when I got my eyes off me and I got my eyes on not only Jesus but on people? I had such an overwhelming peace that entire day. Because what I do, if I'm not careful, when I have any kind of trial, I begin to turn the trial in on me. And what God says, Jack, don't do that. Be like Isaiah, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And he wants me to see him. Uh, He wants me to see the fourth man in the fire. And so friend, tonight, You're going to have to stand in your position through you're going through a fiery trial until God allows you to finish your assignment. And when he's finished with that assignment, you'll come forth as gold, and then he'll give you another assignment so that one day we'll get to heaven and realize that he's been with us all the way.